Welcome to The Healing Cocoon. I'm Jacoby Gray, soul alignment and success coach and energy healer, which means I can intuit the subtle layers of your energy field to promote ultimate health and well-being. My goal for this podcast is to shed light on the healing journey itself and help you feel more supported as you embark on the process of unpacking your past to consciously create your present and start living the life of your dreams. Through the study of coaching, kinesiology, holographic kinetics, meditation, Reiki, the chakra system, and many other modalities, I've learned how to release the blocks that were holding me back. Now I'd love to help you do the same. By embarking on your own self-healing process, you'll see the world transforming around you in ways you never thought possible. You'll begin to experience more connection, clarity, love, fulfillment, synchronicity and success than you've ever had before. So welcome to the Ascension. Hello beautiful humans and welcome back to another Metamorphosis chat and today is number seven we're at the final chakra the seventh chakra in this um seven episode series talking about each chakra in depth well not so much in depth but maybe more of an overview i've been choosing to focus on three attributes of each chakra just to give you a feel for each chakra if this is the first time you've ever encountered this kind of work or um understanding or knowledge or you're just looking to go a little bit deeper so the crown chakra the seventh chakra sits at the top of our head and it is our connection to god spirit the universe whatever it is that you call that magnificent energy that we all are made up of that is the crown chakra it is our gateway to our higher selves but beyond our higher self like the universe universal knowledge universal consciousness enlightenment it is the ultimate so the element for this chakra is thought and the sanskrit name is sahasrara which actually means thousandfold and if you listen to last week i did just I gave a little bit away when I said that the number of lotus petals that we have for the crown chakra is 1000 and that is hence the meaning of thousandfold. But the reason why it's a thousand is because in hin- well the Hindus um, believe that numbers anything with numbers ones and zeros represent infinity. So 100, 1000, 10,000, they're all representations of the idea of infinity. So the fact that the lotus petal has 1000, well, the lotus flower has 1000 petals for the crown chakra or the seventh chakra is a metaphor for the infinity of the universe that we strive to achieve and touch and become and embody. 
And speaking of embody, that is the signifying statement of this chakra. I embody and the color is violet. So last week I mentioned that as we came through the third eye, we're looking at indigo, which is more of a deeper purple color, bluey purple color. And then we come up into violet, which is tending to sort of lead. It's a lighter purple leading more towards, I guess it probably has more of a touch of a pink because it's a bit lighter, but it's going violet to white. So white being the color that is all colors. But Anadea Judith, she is the queen of the chakra system in, I would say, the Western world. She was one of the people, she has many, many books on the chakras and she brought this Eastern knowledge to the Western world or she made it... um, her writings and her teachings made it understandable for us and she has a book called eastern body western mind which is a really i think a very advanced book on the chakra system and she to quote directly from the book she says to arrive at the fully blooming lotus crown chakra our stem needs to be connected all the way to the earth our roots deep in the ground. Through this connection, our lotus is nourished and continues to bloom, its petals ever unfolding. So this chakra, I guess, brings everything together because it literally is our connection to heaven. But of course, it won't be nourished and we don't have the ability to, or to say connect with God if our root chakra if we're still in survival mode and our days are filled with just trying to figure out how to put food on our plate and get a dollar in our bank account and we're just running on that treadmill we don't have necessarily the time or the space to commune with God and of course if we are communing with the universe or God or whatever it is spirit then naturally we are in a state of flow and we're not caught up so much in the rat race. And as you know, we've come up through um, the third eye chakra where we've started to engage with synchronicities and signs and our life is much more of a beautiful flowing dance as opposed to when we're caught in those um, lower frequencies of the unrealized root chakra, which is just trying to survive and caught in a fear cycle of not having enough and a scarcity mindset. So we need our root chakra to be fully developed and uh, healthy and balanced. We need to be connected with our ability to thrive, with our prosperity, with our sense of security. Because when that chakra is rooted into the ground, so when the stem of the lotus flower or the lotus, yeah, the lotus flower is embedded in the earth, then of course the flower can bloom. And it's very important as we remember, because this chakra is taking us up, 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 that we must simultaneously be going down, 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 down and rooting ourselves into the ground. So the dominant, uh, well, the, uh, the enemy, that's where I finally decided <laughs> to rest in terms of the definition of the most negatively impacting force of, the, of each chakra. We're talking attachment. 
We are talking attachment to our thoughts, to our identities. Um, And the primary function of this chakra is understanding. And of course, when you have understanding, it loosens the grip of attachment. So as you can see, those are the two um, opposing forces, a balanced crown chakra, will have you in a space of understanding and an unbalanced crown chakra will have you in a space of attachment and holding on uh, for dear life to the things that you know to be true based on your experiences in the world, which will be filters and projections of childhood experiences and, uh, you know, all the things that have happened to you in your life. So they're not necessarily the truth of the universe. They're the truth of your um, lived life, uh, but it's not the ultimate truth. And the three Uh, attributes that I'm choosing to focus on is intelligence and enlightenment and bliss so I mean they're all the same thing because if you achieve enlightenment you achieve bliss and of course the intelligence of the universe in very much in that intellectual sense of us understanding is also, well, it goes hand in hand with enlightenment. So you know that um, it seems that every second chakra, I seem to have difficulties uh, separating. And I was saying that's because these are the more feminine chakras, but actually this chakra is our uni chakra (laughs) it is all masculine it is all feminine it is all one it is unity it is it's grace this chakra and so I will talk about these individual attributes but they're kind of all one and the same representing the ultimate oneness of the universe which we are here to try to embody and that is something that can happen as this chakra opens up and you have people who you know who are on their spiritual journey and they're trying to get higher and higher and higher and they're reaching 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 for the stratosphere for the quantum field for god and we are earthlings We are here this lifetime to be on this 3D planet. And while we are striving to achieve 5D, 6D, 7D, 12D, whatever it is, whatever dimension, D meaning dimension, whatever dimension it is that you're trying to expand into, we are here in this earthly form in a three-dimensional reality and It's very important as this crown chakra opens up that we don't psychologically become unbalanced by losing connection to our earthly selves. Because if you go too far into the ethos and you spend all day meditating and floating around, it's very hard to manifest anything on the physical plane. You will wander around in a state of bliss and happiness and um you know that song don't worry be happy um it'll be a a really beautiful space to exist in but you are also here to uh 
create change, positive change and transform this planet. So if you are blessed enough to open your crown chakra and have the experience of oneness, the goal then is to help everybody around you reach that state. And that's not... And not to take that literally, you're not then meant to become sort of some spiritual guru if you feel called to, and that is your sole purpose, absolutely. But there are many, many ways that we can help to transform the planet. The idea is to get everybody out of survival mode, getting everybody balanced in their root chakra so that they have the opportunity to... um, to start to deal with everything going on in their sacral chakra so that they can start to become the most uh, beautiful and creative expression of their, you know, their passions on the planet and then stepping up into their solar uh, so that they can become, so that everybody on the planet can become confident and assured in their sense of self Because when you're assured in your sense of self, and I mean a healthy assurance, an internal assurance that's not based on external attributes, and therefore it's not an insecurity that you're then projecting onto other people and requiring a facade to maintain, but that innate sense of self-worth that is humble. It's a humble thing. And so... As our crown chakra opens, our goal is to create ways and means of helping everybody else on the planet to stabilize and balance their chakras so that they can move up to opening up their crown chakra and have the experience of bliss as well. So lots of people on their spiritual journey, they're seeking, seeking, seeking. But at some point, you need to turn that energy around and bring it back down to the earth. So this is the rainbow bridge, right? So we've the earth is one side of the bridge. That's where you step onto the bridge and heaven is where you step off. Or alternatively, heaven is where you step on and earth is where you step off. When you're a little soul coming from the other side, being born onto the planet, you're literally starting on one side of the rainbow bridge and kind of like being shot out down onto planet earth and the goal then ironically is to work your way back up through the rainbow bridge to come back into the understanding of the oneness and then you've got to turn it all around again and shoot it back down your chakra system so that you can then manifest all the goodness that you are on the physical plane to help others so that is true enlightenment guys that is the journey that is the journey it's what we're all trying to do whether we know it or not (laughs) but that's kind of it i'm jumping in here because i want to ask you a question have you ever considered coaching and energy clearing as an option to support your personal healing journey we often turn to therapy for unpacking the past but what about what you want to create for your future Coaching is a great tool for defining the action steps that will move you forward and energy clearing removes the resistance to those action steps. So my unique offering called The Blend, which is a combination of the two, can be complementary to your deep dive into past traumas with your therapist or used as a tool on its own to radically strip away the energetics that no longer serve you. So you can consciously define the parameters of your life. Because most people's lives are defined by the parameters of their mind, not the other way around. 
coaching and energy clearing makes conscious what is unconscious so that you no longer are a servant to your outdated protective programming, noisy thought patterns, family energetics, and whatever else is going on inside your mind. So if you'd like to learn more about the blend and how it could support you transitioning into a more fulfilled version of yourself and your life, go to our website, which is also listed in the show notes of this episode at www.urbanascension.co, that's .co, not .com, and schedule a free half-hour discovery call with me because I would love to chat about what's holding you back and how I can help you move forward. So intelligence, this is the chakra ruling understanding and literally it's the ruling of the mind. So it is intellectual, but it's also thoughtfulness. It's open-mindedness versus closed-mindedness. It's knowing, understanding, comprehending. It's information. It's how you sort through that information. It's information overload versus having a really clear understanding of what it is that you're processing. So it's very much about the mind, which then... If I flip to, say, the bliss um, section, (laughs) the bliss attribute, which I did label third or I named it third previously because it is definitely um, an extension of or a byproduct of enlightenment. But also bliss, the opposite of that is the misery and it's the misery of attachment which is our monkey mind, our looping mind. It is our, it is our programs. Um, and of course, the third eye chakra is the one where we have the veil lifted. And so these two chakras, we're definitely moving into those realms of, um, of quantum, the quantumness. So, uh, I mean, it is attachment that is at the root of all misery, Uh, literally the attachment to your arm, which then you may lose somehow in a freak accident and the misery of then experiencing life without, whereas uh, previously you knew life with. And you're still attached to life with, whether it's on an emotional level and it's the attachment to a person. It's a person that you're trying to define your self-worth through. And so they, um, you need them. You're attached to them. You require them to love you, to validate you. And when they don't, when that attachment isn't um, reciprocated, you are in pain. It's the loss of someone when they pass. You're attached to life with them. And so life without them is misery. It's pain. You're attached to an idea of who you will become in this life. As a child, you decide you want to be a famous singer and you do everything you can on the material plane to make that happen and then you get to a point where it looks like it's not going to unfold that you're going to have a singing career equal to Madonna or Beyonce or Britney or whoever it is that you're aspiring to be and so you need to reconcile this mental attachment that you had to the idea of what you wanted to be for the state of being that you actually are in this present moment. 
And that is when we can let go of our attachments and transcend our attachments, we achieve bliss and the transcendence of those attachments is is through enlightenment and the enlightenment is awakening and the awakening comes from the ability to witness the self so the it's kind of like the healing process first of all you are identified with whatever uh pattern that you're playing out. So you're playing out some kind of low self-worth pattern, let's just say, where you keep um, investing your heart in unavailable partners and you're playing this out. And every time, it's almost like it happens 10 times in a row and you're shocked. You're shocked every time. It's like you almost didn't even see it coming because you're so identified inside and with the pattern. You have no awareness of it. And then you start to become aware of it and you start to see the pattern, but you're playing it out. So you've called in someone, uh, a new partner, the 11th partner, you call them in. And this time you're like, wait, this feels familiar, but you still go for it because the program, the pattern plays itself out. But this time you're watching yourself do it. And you're like, oh my God, it's like watching a train wreck, except you're the train wreck and you can't get off the train. It's really painful. And that's why they call it the healing crisis, because the healing crisis is the process of awakening to your own patterning, but you haven't been able to let go of the patterns or extricate yourself from them just yet. And so the the final step in that process is when you actually integrate the understanding, the because once you become aware of something, you can't unknow it. You can never go backwards. So it's a natural progression. You may fight it kicking and screaming. You may be like, nope. I want to stay in my old negative patterns and habits. I liked it that way. I was comfortable there. I feel safe there. But I'm sorry. Once you get that little glimmer of awareness, once you see that there is another way, you can't go back. (laughs) And so ultimately, if you were to surrender at the very moment that you had the awareness that you were dating unavailable men, if you were able to surrender all attachment, all pain in that very moment, you would be fully integrated and you would have an enlightening, an enlightenment, or you would step into a space of enlightenment around that program. And so this is all to highlight attachment. And of course, there are all the different sort of attachment theories, um, whether you, uh, I know that that's a whole other thing and how you are in relationships. And that is a very um, psychological kind of uh, or emotional um, expression of attachment. But there's all kinds of attachments. You can be attached to well, the being OCD, for example, you are attached to the idea that everything needs to be perfect. And the attachment to that idea is is so um, profound that it starts to impact everything else you do. And then it causes certain behavioral patterns and programs in order to service that attachment. It's so... Th- 
this is why we meditate. When we meditate, we come into this seventh chakra and we meditate in order to open up this chakra, in order to step into that space of infinity, that lotus, that thousandfold lotus, to be able to witness our attachments, to be able to let them go. Um, we are transcending the ego. Uh, that is what we're shedding layers of self. We are stepping into our connection with oneness we are becoming uh it is that understanding that w that everything is vibration and frequency and we are all vibrating every single part of us at our smallest smallest particle is a vibration and everything whether it's vibrating slow enough that it becomes dense enough to form an actual table in front of you or it's vibrating so fast you can't see it so someone's energy field it is the understanding that at at the root of everything we are all made up of the same stuff there's that saying that I really love um, we are all made of stars because we are the stars I am you and you are me and I am the tree and the tree is me and I am the star and the star is me and we are all we me I it's all one so I feel like trying to almost um <laughs> define these attributes um, these three separate attributes is kind of hard because this chakra really comes into a state of oneness and the intelligence and understanding and information and thoughtfulness and open-mindedness and everything that comes along with the mind and the looping of thoughts and the monkey mind and the meditating that we do to sort of cut through that which gives us the ability to observe ourselves and become a witness which opens us up to otherness something other than the world that we've grown up in which is our sort of little doorway into understanding God and everything that is which of course then it's our ability to let go of materialism and everything on the material plane and step into a place of peace and ultimately presence. It's that ability to be present with yourself, with the people around you and with what's happening in this very moment and not allowing the mind to project what you should be doing right now, what you need to be doing right now. Um, you know, we create these goals for ourselves and then we are actioning ourselves toward them. But how present are we able to stay in the process of action? That is enlightenment. It's not just sitting on top of a hill and meditating. It's actually being able to bring presence into our everyday tasks. And that is a fully embodied seventh chakra. That is the crown chakra. And I feel like that's a really nice place to wrap this up. I hope you've enjoyed this little journey through the chakras. And I've really enjoyed diving deep into them and sharing this with you. 
If this is something that you've enjoyed, please do share because you know that helps on the podcast when people are sharing the episodes or when you like them, subscribe, rate, review, you know, all the things. I feel like whenever I listen to a podcast, everybody says the same thing, but we're all saying it. It's like a cliche. It's become a cliche because it's true. So we're all saying this. Anybody who has a podcast, please like, rate, subscribe, review, because it really does help. Um, it helps the podcast uh, remain on the air. So thank you so much for listening today, guys, and I will see you next week. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep going on what can sometimes be a tough road to inner peace and true happiness. If you want to dive deeper into what we talked about today, go to thehealingcocoon.co for show notes and all things personal growth. And don't forget, if you're loving The Healing Cocoon, then put that love into action and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. And until next time, my friends, let's rise and shine together.